And welcome, everybody, to the success to go podcast. And I am your host, Christopher Tompkins. We come to you live or on demand quite often with some wonderful conversations with some awesome business leaders that I have met over my many years of experience. So today we're going to be welcoming Corinne Foster, who works at Greenleaf Book Group, which is a wonderful, wonderful company. Please check them out online. It's greenleafbookgroup.com. Just why I always liked working with Corinne was that she is, has such a fresh outlook on so many different things, and I love someone who's super organized like I am. So just a little bit more information about Corinne and why she's on the success to go podcast with me today. She has over 15 years of experience in branding and digital marketing and has an extensive knowledge of content management, product marketing, and online advertising. At currently Greenleaf, she develops and executes strategic marketing programs. She oversees social media and consults with authors on building their brand, establishing online presence and growing reader communities, all of which are absolutely imperative with this type of role. She also holds an MBA in marketing from Indiana University. Uh, she completed the Yale Publishing course and was a 2015 Publisher Weekly Star Watch honoree, which is well done for that. Um, also, Corinne is a popular lifestyle blogger and has spoken at IBPA Publishing University, WordPress WordCamp, and South by Southwest. So if you have gone to a conference, you've probably heard Corinne talk. So uh, just want to uh, welcome you to the show, Corinne. It's so great to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Okay, no problem. It's a pleasure. There's so much information that I want to get to. I want to jump right in. Um, there's so many. Um, if you are the listening to the Success to Go podcast, and this is one of your first episodes, what I like to do is I have I picked 10 questions that I like to ask some of my closest business partners, my mentors, any of my advisors, so I can learn how to be more effective in my day-to-day -day business. You know, I own the Go Agency, which is an online marketing company. You can check us out online, thegoagencyusa.com. Have a blast, go through it. But um, I really love to hear how successful people stay successful, become good leaders, keep themselves organized, and what secrets they can share that will help entrepreneurs authors, speakers, anything in between out there really get to the next level. So I have 10 questions for Corinne, what we're gonna go through today. And I think we're just gonna, just kick it off. What the hell, let's get started. Um, so let's start from the beginning, okay? <laughs> um, so many leaders I found, um, and I also have one myself, have a morning routine. Uh, do you have a morning routine, Corinne, that you just to, just to make sure that you start your day off successful? Yeah, so I'm I'm an early bird uh, on the weekends as well, and I'm an introvert, so mm -hmm. I find that I'm I'm really productive in the morning. Um, I like when things are calm and quiet. It allows me to kind of collect my thoughts and really dig into things. Mm -hmm. um, but before I do that, by six o'clock in the morning, I'm I'm usually out walking my dog. Um, <laughs> I listen <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, and I really love NPR's Up First. Mm -hmm. um, which is a great 15-minute podcast that gives you the news highlights from the day before. Um, I find it's a great okay. way to start <laughs> off the day educated and knowing what's going on in the world so that I can then focus on what's on my plate for the day. Do you find that because, like you were saying, that you know, you are really productive, most productive and alert in the mornings. Do you find you you move a lot of the 
harder tasks or more brain intensive tasks to the morning. So it's a, it's a crucial time that you can kind of get those done much easily. Yeah, absolutely. I, the first thing I do when I get into work mode every morning is I go through all of my email and clear out those tasks, um, respond to anything that I can get done quickly. Mm -hmm. And then I dig into my biggest and most involved or, or most brain power kind of needed tasks for the day. Um, and usually by two or three in the afternoon, I start to slur my words and get a little tired. <laughs> um, I'm definitely by beating uh, all of my energy out in, in the morning and have to regroup in the afternoon. <laughs> well, I could, I could totally understand because you're in a very data-heavy position, uh, especially yeah. you know working at working at Greenleaf Book Group. Where I mean, how many years have you guys been in business there? I mean, it's been going um, strong for a long time. Yeah, it's actually our 20th anniversary this wow, year, um, and then I've been at Greenleaf for seven years. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and if anyone's ever seen any of the Greenleaf uh, books and the actual products that they put out, you've got to check them out. Um, go to their website, greenleafbookgroup.com. They do wonderful work for authors. Um, and uh, and they grow. you get a chance to work with Corinne as well. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I was going to ask you another question about um, the afternoons and crashing in the afternoons because I always find that if I'm really productive in the mornings, my afternoons tend to crash a little bit. But that's because I think we're both dealing with tons and tons of information processing. Yes. So yeah, lots of and talking to lots of people. Yeah. Are you do um, so? Do you have a strategy in terms of how you uh, will schedule phone work? Uh, do you kind of like so to intersperse? I, I don't it? really because I work with so many authors right. who are running their own businesses gotcha. and working mm -hmm. on their own projects that I, I do try to fit in those calls and consulting when is most convenient for them. Um, but definitely when I, when I have a choice, I, I like to do those before lunchtime. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I find that every time and it's just, it's so interesting. Anytime that I have a um, co conference call or anything, everyone says, well, what's your availability? I always say one o'clock and I don't know why one o'clock is the, is the time for me. Um, because someone said, okay, you have uh, four appointments at one. <laughs> Like, oh, maybe I should try a different time. Um, okay, well, how about in terms of tools? You know, um, you have you have such great experience and you do so many different things. Is there a certain business tool that you just couldn't live without every single day? Yeah, so Wonderless. Um, mm. It's a really simple task management task management tool that I discovered mm -hmm. a few years ago. Um, it syncs between your laptop and your iPad and your iPhone. Um, and it collect, lets you create to-do lists, um, not only for personal and for work tasks, but also for my team, which I'm sure they, they love. I can add a task <laughs> for them, <laughs> details for them to tackle. But like you mentioned, we work so much with data and with so many clients that staying organized is really critical to what we do. And I find that the Wonderlist tool really just kind of helps me keep my head on straight. So for, for people out there that aren't familiar with it, is it could you could it be considered a project management tool as well? Um, I think it's a little simpler than that. Okay. Um, you really just create a checklist. It makes a very satisfying ding when you check something off. Um, <laughs> but you can, you can reschedule things. You can create subtasks. Okay. Um, it, it's really handy and just, just very simple. Not, not a lot to learn, um, not a lot to always be managing, which I find is really helpful as well. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a simplifying the, the use of a business tool, I think, is really important. Uh, you know, when we were using, we used to use, 
um, Evernote uh, quite, a, quite a lot. And mm -hmm. I found Evernote to be a little bit, too, there's too many options. So we can take pictures yeah. and we can do this and we can do that. And it's just like, well, I just need something that's going to really streamline my communication so I can get what I need done done. Uh, and, and also I feel like it, the, with the Wonderlist app, just the, from my familiar, familiarity with it, um, it's a little richer than just, uh, hey, here's a one to ten things I got to get done today. You can yeah. be a little bit more powerful with the information. Yeah, agreed. And everything, I mean, technology is great, but in some respects, it's complicated a lot of what we do. Uh, so it's nice to kind of strip down. Just, just out of curiosity, do you have a client communication portal type of type of, type of situation at Greenleaf to get in touch with your authors, or do you just go traditional email? We are a traditional email group. We have Good. investigated um, some different types of software from time to time. Um, our authors will use something within their company that they'd okay. like us to use. Mm -hmm. um, but in general, our authors are so different and they all work so differently, right. that one tool tends to be more of a burden okay. um, than it is helpful to us. Mm -hmm. So we keep all of our systems kind of internally based and just use email primarily with authors. Yeah, I, it, it's, a very smart, it's a very smart way of going about it. And just, and just to kind of swing off of this tip, this, uh, this vine, so to speak, uh, you know, if you're an entrepreneur out there and uh, you're a business owner and you're, try and you're growing and you need a communication tool, Make sure that it's a communication tool. If you're using something internally, that you don't bring it external to your clients without full training. Um, mm -hmm. uh, there, one of the things that uh, you know, I'm sure you've seen many times, Corinne. Um, someone will come in and say, "Okay, I only use Basecamp, and that's how you have to talk to me." Well, what happens is then you have people that are speaking. All your your clients or your um, your contacts are all speaking a different language. So it's nice to keep it really simple, um, and I, I, I think email is the way to go um, for external client communication. But, you know, while we're talking about Wonderless keeping it organized, how about, how about, how about your, I mean, just you in, in particular, Corinne, like, are, how do you keep your work-life balance? Because, you know, some people have the work hard, play hard mentalities, some people don't. Well, how, how, what's, what's yours? So interestingly enough, I, I consider myself a pretty hardcore introvert. Um, mm -hmm. I talk to a lot of people during the day. I do a lot of speaking. I do a lot of consulting. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoy those things, right. but I need to personally quiet down and recharge and able, mm -hmm. in order to do those things to the best of my ability. Right. Um, so part of my balance is, is really shutting off at the end of the day. Um, right. I... I it's kind of a joke. I, I leave here at five. <laughs> I mean, in, unless there is a project that needs to be worked on or, or an author that needs special attention, okay. I, I really do try to leave here as close to five as possible. Um, I like to make dinner. I like to take my dog on a nighttime walk. Um, I, I work in publishing, so I love to read. I really need those things at the end of the day in order to start early the next morning. No, I can I can completely understand. And so, do you do you do? You, is it five o'clock? Really, is your mental like, I'm out. 
it, it, it really off. is. I mean, I, I don't stay here much later than that. But in my defense, I am one of the first here mm -hmm. uh, in the morning. And, you know, everybody on my team works a little differently. Of I course. have other people that come in right at 9 or a little after and stay later. They're, they're here when I leave every day. Mm -hmm. um, as long as our clients know that we're here during those regular business hours and how and when to get a hold of us, um, everybody has their own working style, and I want them to do what makes them feel best and what makes them work most efficiently. And I think that's a really good takeaway for anybody else that's out there managing a team. Uh, you know, this, this style that Corinne is using for managing her team is one of the most successful ways of keeping everybody productive and in constant communication. I, I feel that if you make something you know, some people think marketing is very boring. You know, I, I, I don't agree with those people. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, me that, neither. <laughs> you know, I kind of love it. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you want to make a job boring, have someone punch a clock. And, yeah. and I feel that if you're working in a team mentality, having that open architecture where you can kind of, some people have different hours, some people can be creative at different times. It's not like, all oh, right, every single morning we're all doing this from 8 until 10. And then after that, everyone's going to take their lunch staggered from this hour. It, yeah. it just puts people in a box, and I think that it really hampers creativity and opportunities for growth. And I really encourage my team, too, to take their lunches. Mm. Um, take some time in the afternoon to enjoy your meal or, or have, a, have a coffee. Um, we're also really big here at Greenleaf on taking walks. Um, oh, so yeah. we – yeah, we work in a really beautiful um, uh, uh, park, and there are lots of trees oh, and nice, nice sidewalks. And throughout the day, you'll see a person or two people just take a quick five-minute walk um, around our complex, and it's just a really nice way to, to refresh and reset. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a really great thing. I wish I wish that where we were situated, we had a park as well. We do um, we do what we call taking laps. So mm -hmm. after we have a really tough client call or we have to answer questions that are just a little bit trying after you answer them so many times uh, and the person's still not understanding, it's kind of like, all right, let's go for a lap. And yeah. just going out there, breathing in the fresh air and just walking away from everything, you come in and you're so much more refreshed. Absolutely. Um, uh, especially if it's the afternoon. That's when everyone kind of starts kicking the bucket in terms of their energy levels. So it's a, it's a good way of refreshing. Now, here's – Here's an interesting question. Well, I'm, I'm asking a question. I'm calling it interesting. So there we go. Um, <laughs> here's a fascinating question from the mind of Christopher Tompkins. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, what are what would be your three keys to success? If you if you had to talk to anybody out there that looking is looking to pursue either um, a role similar to yourself or they want to start their own business, they want to be an author. What would be the three keys you think? So my first one is, is education. Um, I'm a big believer in education, and this is coming from someone who was always a good student but never a very involved okay, student. Okay. There were lots of um, stern talking tos on the way to work or mm. on the way to work in school from my parents growing up. Okay. Um, I was a, a late bloomer in coming to appreciate education. Um, but whether you're deciding to go to grad school or you're taking some online courses, I mean, especially in marketing, there are so oh, many cool. great webinars and online courses mm -hmm. through Coursera and edX um, and just industry news. Anything mm -hmm. you can do to keep learning because things move really, really quickly. 
Um, so keeping fresh and keeping up to date on news and different um, developments in your field, I think, is my number one mm -hmm. um, key. Besides that, I think a really big one is realizing that you're not above any tasks. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. as you move your career, um, I think a lot of us started out stuffing envelopes and right. <laughs> uh, coordinating mailings and writing letters. Um, and as you go, you, you're not above those things. Um, I actually kind of enjoy keeping my hands in those tasks um, because yeah. it reminds me of what my team is working on and maybe how mm -hmm. I can make those tasks better um, or find new ways to do them. So I don't like to become too disconnected um, from those kind of tasks. Right. Um, and then I think my last one, which we already touched on, is organization. Mm. Gosh, so many meetings and lists and um, project timelines that I'm working with that I've kind of never met a list or a spreadsheet that I don't like. <laughs> um, it's definitely one of my strongest skills, and I think it's the one that has served me the best. Mm -hmm. It really allows me to break down complicated tasks um, manage large product projects and be really efficient. Mm -hmm. And then since we work so heavily in a team here, um, we all need help from time to time. If I'm really organized and I can break a larger project or campaign down into pieces, right. it's pretty easy for me to pull somebody in and ask mm -hmm. for help on mm -hmm. a particular piece of it that keeps it moving really quickly. See, I love these because, you know, education, it's funny because it's – you, how you said you came late to the idea of the importance of education. It was, it was kind of the same thing for me. Like I woke up one day and I was, uh, I went to work and I was working in London at the time at a music school, and um, I was, I was talking and I was, I was hearing the words that were coming out of my mouth and I was like, oh my god, that was from my business professor. He told me that, and then I started noticing things that I was doing that were was from my my education, and it was kind of like the wake up call to me to say I have to continue learning and continue yeah. to. You know, especially if you, if anyone out there is in the um, marketing, well, I mean, any industry really, but we're marketers here, so this is kind of what we're, our wheelhouse. There's something new coming out every five minutes, and we're yeah. do, and we're an online marketing company at the Go Agency, so I mean, I think I've had five different Facebook advertising changes in the last 72 hours. <laughs> it's like, you know, what I mean, it's 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 yeah. it's a double-edged sword, but I think education keeps you employable as well um, absolutely uh, and you know realizing that you're not above any task I love that too because like even me I'll go around and take out the garbage do you know what I mean yeah. like you don't want to be the person in the 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 ivory tower I think that um, and if you're going to be a leader just like you were explaining Corinne like you know it's you want to be relatable to your team as well uh, but you want to be connected with what they go through so maybe, for example, I had a, I had um, there was a task that some of our social media managers were doing, and I just one day I was like, I'm just gonna do that task, and I was like, oh my god, we shouldn't be doing it like that anymore. That's so painful, and <laughs> it was just like, oh, boom, that's another lesson because you're constantly learning, um, and of course, I mean the organization that's just that's just everything. I mean. Um, I, I think that if you can't, if you're if you're running a company and you have more than two clients, it, it organization is going to be really key. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so especially with you know a Greenleaf, I mean, uh, gosh, I can just imagine how many 
clients that you're talking to and authors and, and everything, every single day? Yeah, and I mean, we have, departmentally, we do everything from editorial to design to the printing and production of books here, plus the, the marketing and distribution. So there are so many pieces mm -hmm. and so many people involved in the creation and production and, and marketing of a book that without those schedules and that we would really be lost. And I, and I have to throw out another plug for you guys there. Um, the, the, the products, the end products that Greenleaf puts out, are just phenomenal. And if you are looking to, you know, if you are an author or you want to become an author and you need a little bit of help, they can start you from top to tail. It is everything and everything in between. And I mean, I've seen many of their published books and they're they're really impressive. So um, check them out. Um, again, I just want to just give the website greenleafbookgroup.com. Um, but let's go back in. Let's talk about advisors. Um, who, to you, Corinne, like, who are your top three most trusted advisors? And, you know, how did that come about, so to speak? So I think I have kind of an unconventional answer here. Um, oh, I, love I have it. a lot of really great friends and coworkers that I trust to bounce ideas off mm -hmm. and collaborate and just kind of check in with. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as advisors or mentors, I've never really had anybody. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a, like a really blue-collar family um, outside of Chicago. Um, I was the first to attend college in my family and okay. then grad school. Um, so I wasn't really around a lot of people who did what I pictured myself doing gotcha. as an adult. Mm -hmm. um, what I pursued academically and professionally was really kind of out of the box. Mm -hmm. So kind of took it a, 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 to myself to be a little bit of a, a bulldog or a bull in a china shop right. um, and kind of plow through and get things done. Um, that's not to say I, I wouldn't have loved to have had a mentor, and it, it hopefully is not too late for me. Um, mm -hmm. And I also think coming from that direction, um, I'm at a point in my career where I really, really like to help other people. Right. Um, Public, ever, mm -hmm. There are so many people who love publishing and love oh, yeah. books and want to get into publishing. So I get a lot of students that reach out to me that just want to know, like, what do we do here or how do I get into publishing or what tips do you have? Um, and I, I try to take time to answer their emails or have a quick call with them just mm -hmm. to kind of tell them my story. Mm -hmm. um, let them know that there's, there's different ways to pursue right. um, a path in publishing. No, I like that. Um, I like that answer because it, it you're open to others' opinions and you can grow from those opinions. And I think having people that you trust around you, it just makes all those you know those pieces of information, that feedback, all the more important. And it is. It's w one of the things I think it's most gratifying once you get to a certain point in your career, is when you're able to give back in some sort of way. That's not just a charity, you know, uh, everyone wants to, you know, be charitable, but um, find, like, having those, those kids and having the, taking the time to take that call and answer their questions, that could be life-changing to them, especially just having, having access to that information, you know? Yeah, and it's very fulfilling to me, too, of course. to um, be someone that they want to come to and would would take my feedback that seriously. Yeah, see that's, and, and that's, it, it's funny because uh, we're gonna go on to the next question I have is um, what makes you feel successful? And so how would you answer that? I, I kind of 
really fluff up my feathers a little bit when, when people come to me to answer a question, when they know that they have a problem and Corinne will know how to fix it or what direction will go in. That means a lot to me that mm -hmm. people um, value my knowledge and my recommendations and the, the path that I um, would recommend to them. So that makes me feel like I've really – um, succeeded and that I, I really have become an expert in, in what I've set out to do. Yeah, you've actually become trusted advisor for yeah. many of your um, team members and yeah. coworkers. And, you know, and I think that that is something that is, if for anyone out there listening to this podcast, you know, one of the things that you have to really understand is what does make you successful and really run for it. Um, because success is not necessarily measured in how much money you have in your bank account. For some people it is, and that might be you, but um, for, for myself, it is finding, I, I was talking about on, uh, I was speaking to, I had another interview earlier this week, and um, they, I brought up the story of going to speak at a conference, and it wasn't, you know, a big deal conference, it was just, you know, a couple hundred people, and it was about social media, and I had written a book about a, two years ago, and I saw somebody in the audience that had a rabbit-eared page copy with words highlighted in the book and I was like oh, oh this that's is a, so cool that just made me feel everything success you know yeah. and, and you know what it wasn't it everything it wasn't about the back of the room book sales anymore in that time it was just about meeting that person talking to them it was just that I, I, I love that um, you know being able to have someone come to you with a problem and just be able to like solve it and just be like yeah i can help out <laughs> yeah that's really great well you know i'm sure that you've seen lots of i mean obviously dealing with lots of clients i mean we both do uh what have you seen many other authors businesses um do that really hinders or hampers their success um i would say focusing on perfection uh, um no. Sometimes belaboring those small choices that don't really incrementally increase the value right. of what you're creating okay. um, can really slow you down and make you miss opportunities. Um, I'm very much a person that likes things to match my vision and be done according to my list and yeah. schedule. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I also think you have to train yourself and be confident um, that you can make snap decisions and you can go with your gut on some things because sometimes those opportunities come at you very quickly um, yes. and you only have one second to decide if you're going to take that chance. Um, and then other times, mm -hmm. done is just kind of better than perfect. Um, right. We, I mean, I, I kind of everybody now who's trying to carve out some ex expertise creates a lot of content whether they're creating social media posts mm -hmm. or videos or blog posts. Um, sometimes you don't have weeks to write a blog post. Right. Sometimes you need to respond to something going happen, happening in the news or your industry, and you need to get it out. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes just being done is better than perfect. I love that saying. I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's so funny because it can be uh, – I, a lot of people that are listening to this out there are having this issue because this is an issue that I see a lot. 
I could be doing, for example, we create um, eBooks for our, for our clients based on their blog posts. So we might have a red cover with black type. Can we get that red to be just, are, are you kidding me? Um, are you kidding <laughs> Little me? redder. Can we make it red? Can we make it red? <laughs> okay. How are you looking at this on a black and white television? I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know, but like, but it's kind of, oh, the font on my name. It's the font that's in all of your branding. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I know I'm preaching to the converted here. <laughs> this is all things that I'm sure you've heard. And, and I mean, I also realize that, that those are serious decisions for of a lot course. of my authors too. Um, mm -hmm. But I think sometimes they just slow themselves down because they don't trust themselves and they don't trust past decisions that they've yeah, made. Of course. So a little more confidence as well. Yeah, and I think I, I, you, you speak to a very important um, point that a lot of these people have been, I don't want to say screwed over, but they've had bad experiences in the past with trying to build their business. So they do second guess a lot of things. And then what happens is you get a whole backlog of being sec you're second guessing so many things, you don't even know what you're looking at anymore. So I am all with you, um, Corinne, on the perfection. Um, done is better than perfect. I love it. <laughs> all right. So what is one piece of advice that you'd like the professionals out there listening to the success to go podcast to know hire people smarter than you are yes this is the single best decision i've ever made when i when i select my team and we interview and we really bring somebody in mm -hmm. to join our team that is a great fit and we know is going to add value my team is so smart they make me look good every single day and they teach me something every single day and i think sometimes when you move up in your career and you get in leadership positions you get threatened by that oh yeah um, mm -hmm. I, I don't mm -hmm. i want everybody on my team to be smarter than me <laughs> well no because that you're building a successful team right um, i'm building a successful team mm -hmm. and we can all learn together and I think there is a lot of benefit for a leader mm -hmm. um, to keep learning and not get cocky oh, about yeah. things. Mm -hmm. um, so building a great team and having them make you look good is, is the single best decision you'll ever make. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. That is a very, very smart. And it, you know what? A lot of, guy, a lot of uh, people out there are super scared of that because yeah. – um, I mean, I've worked with companies that um, the well, it's, it, it's sales. I see it a lot. Um, they'd have their sales department, and the sales manager was doing all of the hiring, and they were hiring terrible people. And the reason was be was because they wanted to be the winner, <laughs> yeah. and the loser is the company. Because then Absolutely. you have it, you you bring everyone down when you don't hire the best. Yeah, it it really does, and. It can really just having one person, just one person, an organization of a hundred. But imagine if you have one person in a group of fifteen, how much that that reverberation of negativity can go through your whole team and turn them off. You know, I've I've seen it happen to many companies. So yes, hire people that are smarter than you. I love that. Um, <laughs> all right, Corinne's a reader. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, is there a book out there right now that you just think ever it's the number one book that you'd be recommending right now? Okay, so I'm actually not finished with it. Okay. Um, but I started reading the book a couple days ago called Lucky Boy. 
okay. um, which is an amazing fiction book, um, two parallel stories about um, a Mexican immigrant uh, and also an Indian family that is adopting a child. And they're just beautifully woven together uh, in such wonderful writing that even without finishing the book, it has jumped to the top of my recommendation list. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay. there's a few others, like um, Little Fires Everywhere, um, My Absolute Darling is a great book, uh, Eleanor Oliphant is a great book. I'm a really big believer in reading fiction. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, a, and, and it's funny because Greenleaf primarily um, publishes nonfiction books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Leadership, health and fitness. Mm -hmm. um, we do publish some fiction, but our bread and butter is really those business and leadership right. titles. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it has a little bit to do with needing a mental break. Of course. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, there's also so much value in reading fiction and being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and learn that empathy. Um, there was a really great article in Forbes recently about the value of mm. reading fiction books. So, I mean, I, uh, if, if anybody uses Goodreads to track their reading, um, I use it for my authors and for marketing books, obviously, but I'm also a big user, and I, I'm, I'm pacing towards 100 books this year. Wow. <laughs> Holy heck. <laughs> uh, that's good. I was good. My, my follow-up to that was going to be, how many books do you tend to go through, uh, like, in a month? Yeah, usually, I mean, uh, at any given time, I'm usually reading two books. I finish mm -hmm. one or two a week. Um, if I'm on vacation or I'm traveling on flights, I can usually plow through quite a few mm. <laughs> books as well. So for the past couple of years, I've been around 100 books a year. Oh, I, I love when other people say that they read two books at the same time because I, I, some people think I'm weird because I do that. I actually will read – I can read up to four at the same time. My and goodness. So reading two books is actually new to me like in the oh, past really? couple of years um, as I've really come to like nonfiction books more. Mm -hmm that I need a break. Um, so I'm usually reading a fiction and a nonfiction at any time. So how, how do you find that doing the two book at once thing? As long as they're different genres, yeah. <laughs> then I'm good. Um, otherwise, I, I find myself going, now which book was that in and where am I mm -hmm. at in this? And I have to collect myself <laughs> every time I sit down to read. <laughs> All right, well, um, so excellent. That's a great piece of advice. If you know, it's not all about reading business books on on the regular. You want to get your brain to be thinking in another way. And fiction is definitely, and if you can find that Forbes article out there, everybody, I'll tweet it out later, um, and you can check it out. Uh, it really does show many, many therapeutic uh, benefits of reading fiction that my, all my listeners here can uh, probably benefit from. Okay, but my final question for Corinne Foster is... If you could change one thing about your business, what would it be? So my answer isn't really anything about changing okay. something about my business, but it's about being able to accomplish something. Right. Um, if I could make every single one of my authors a bestseller, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. If I knew that secret sauce, um, if I could help every single author achieve that dream because – whether they say it or not, I think every author wants to be a bestseller. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> if I could do that, um, I would just feel so fantastic because they're so excited when it happens, whether it's New York Times or Amazon or Wall Street Journal. Mm -hmm. um, seeing that 
accolade and having that achievement means so much for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I can help them achieve that, I feel really great. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I think, I think that would be a pretty amazing feeling if you're able to do that. Because, um, you know, with every single, every single book you know, it's like giving birth to a baby. And yeah. well, obviously I don't know what that feels like, but it, <laughs> it's a long process. And there's, there's tons of different elements. So when you can get those elements right and it's like you got lightning in a bottle, it's such a nice feeling to see that success. All right. Well, um, Corinne, um, it's, thank you so much for joining us on the success to go podcast. Uh, it has been great talking to you here. Oh, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, again, if you want to learn more about, um, what Corinne's up to, you want to check out the Greenleaf book group website, which is greenleafbookgroup.com. There you'll be able to see all the different projects they have coming up and check out some of their services. Is that is that basically every? I haven't been to your website recently um, in the past few weeks. Is it? Uh, ha, does it have information for people that want to become authors as well? Yeah, there's um, information for whether you are um, looking to become an author or you're in the beginning stages of building your platform. There's a lot of resources there. There's also a learning center where my team regularly posts new content about how you can expand your platform and market your book. Mm -hmm. Um, And also all of our contact information is there. If you have any questions for me or my team, feel free to send send us an email or tweet at us. Yeah, this is great. And I, I really, folks, I really can't tell you that how good of a platform they have here and, and how great they are to work with as a team. Um, we've worked with many of their authors, and they just put together such a great project that it just doesn't really give us too much hard work. Uh, it's a really, really terrific company. So make sure to check it out. Again, Corinne, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank you. You're welcome. And um, folks, thank you so much for uh, listening in on the success to go podcast. I've been your host, Christopher Tompkins. Uh, we have tons more episodes coming up. You can check them out on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, or anywhere else where you can find a podcast. Make sure to rate us and uh, yeah, definitely subscribe. All right. Until next time, folks. 